why does the universe like is it true that it's not true this is all bullshit this is the beautiful bullshit of human human narrative you know if we're strong-willed we're like see we're so committed the universe is trying to test us but nothing can stop us and then when you're not that yeah. committed you're like see the yeah. universe can feel that we're not that committed so it's making it very hard for us to do what we didn't want to do anyways yeah it's an amazing bullshit generator there you go i love it but maybe maybe this is even a more maybe this is already a productive way because it's a humorous narrative like if you're at the if you're at the point where you don't feel that great or you don't feel that motivated to do something and you're joking that the universe is making it harder you probably that's already a much more productive state to be in mindset to be in than the typical dialogue that might just be internalized frustration in the moment oh, yeah. and letting that negative feeling grow and then letting it out in some weird fucked up way of like a bad comment like you being annoyed why i don't know why i'm late five minutes again and me being annoyed why whatever right your internet connection is not good why do you live in bangkok and like, you know the that's yeah, yeah, yeah. probably the the more the more destructive when you're at the point like us where you're making fun of ourselves for where we are that's already too self-aware to really be completely bullshit there you go we should just cap this as one episode i feel like this was one episode you know what you know what i'm interested in this is actually this is truthfully interesting to me if you ended this here and if we gave mm -hmm. this to 10 people to listen to what the mm -hmm. hell this would make no sense for most people right mm -hmm. would this but would this make no sense to nobody or would this just not make sense to most i'm not sure <laughs> i mean there's like what seven billion people on the planet <laughs> a couple of people would be like no, 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 we're not, we're not going to tell, we obviously don't have that big of a testing pool. But there's, there's just oftentimes, maybe this is a, a, an interesting topic uh, in general, like there's oftentimes content that I read or content I see where I think, Jesus, this is just a bunch of bullshit. Oh, this is so obvious. Oh, this is so, I've heard this in so many flavors, so many different times. There's no value in even putting it out there but there is there's people are touched by things that i think are dumb people are inspired people are motivated people are amazed by things because the things that i would think are useless at this point because mm -hmm. people are not we're not all kind of at the same point of our journey and most humans most of those seven billion people you mentioned i at at a much earlier stage in their journey, probably, or the at least in the amount of content they consumed around any topic, business, mindset, sales, psychology, whatever, right? That even the most, yeah, even the most like obvious truth will be um, will be surprising and insightful to many people. That is true, and it's also kind of the adage of like. Everybody has their own unique perspective on something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that perspective is just what somebody needed to kind of get to the next step, get over something that's been holding them back. Yeah. yeah. There's, so there's an interesting thing on like, 
becoming a snob on the kind of content you want to play with, right? Or the way you want to share content, the way the, the mess, the way you want to share your message, or what messages you want to share. Ninety percent of the time, a lot of times, like I have to really, I really have to be, I think, interested myself in the message or surprised in some way in the way I have articulated something in order to feel compelled to share it. Mm. I, I need, I need to, it needs to hit the standard of if I saw this, I would be like, this is cool. Mm. But that is a very limiting, that's incredibly limiting, right? It's so limiting because 90% of the content, I could, I could put out content, you know, you know, every, five minutes of every given day. If you just told me, say something that, you know, if, if I was just less restrictive of what gets through my filter, I could say things, right? All the time. But it needs to hit this very particular filter. And that filter is also, that filter is making it limit very much what I do and how much. And it also kind of puts a cap on this I remember talking about this a lot when it comes to like sales teams, like teaching a sales team a script so that even on your worst day, you can perform at a certain level, right? And if you feel more creative and you can come up with a totally different sales pitch, then you do it. But if you don't, you still have something that works that is well designed that you can fall back to, right? And that doesn't work for this. This only works when I'm completely inspired. Right? This works when I'm in a good mood. This works when I feel amazing. This only works when I work myself into a very specific state. But most days or many days, I will not feel great. And I don't fall back on, well, this is good wisdom to share. So just go ahead with it. Right? Not to say that I, again, still, if I thought about like, okay, Steli, just post 20 things a day, even if you think that 19 of them are, or even 20 of them most of the days are, things you're not proud of or you're not like particularly excited about yourself, that vision of myself still makes me cringe, right? <laughs> yeah. But but I'm I think I'm torn between the two two worlds of the kind of art or content that we want to do and that we are excited about and inspired about and how limiting is is that standard too limiting? Is that standard robbing us from an opportunity to create a lot more value to a lot more people because it's so elitist right it's like i only want to do you know five star menus that have never done before and i can only do this three times a year like you cannot feed people this way you cannot like it's fine if you want to go there but if you only want to go there it's it can be very limiting in some ways and it's hard to go there if you don't practice it all the time, right? Yeah. Practicing all the time means like it's also the opposite of what we sometimes tell our friend who want friends who want to get into content. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, yeah, just just do it, put it out there, and then we're like, ah, you know what? This, yeah, this was not good enough. Let's just archive it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I think goes to when we started doing content. I think there was a just the chat. I think the challenge of doing it as much as we did. And the challenge of telling, there were a lot of, I think, stories and ideas that we, that had already developed to a degree where they were really compelling to share. Right. And 
even doing, you know, doing this type of stuff was all new to a certain degree. So there was a lot of fun and excitement of, in the beginning of the journey. You're doing this for five years, six years straight, right? You, we've done, you know, over a thousand or close to a thousand pieces of content just on YouTube, right? You, and then and not even, you know, another 400 with a podcast. Who knows, right? We probably have done whatever, 1500 pieces of content. A lot of it is, well, if you take the YouTube content, some of it is not me, but most of it is me, right? Yeah. And so whatever, let's say a thousand pieces of content, right? Let's limit it to that. A thousand, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of me. That's a lot of content. And in five, six years, seven years, that's a, a long time, right? We're closing into a decade of being in the content game. And so just, so to us, I feel like, oh, speaking for me, for me to say, I'm going to be creating one video or one podcast, like every workday, five days a week for the next year, that is very, very, the motivation of that is pretty small. Like I know it would be challenging, but I also absolutely know I can do it. There's like not a shadow in my mind. And maybe sickly enough, this is an ego thing, but it's just a, a thought that popped up in my mind. It's not impressing me or anybody else who knows me. <laughs> so that's an interesting point I never considered. But when we started, I thought if I create fucking one video a day, that would blow my own mind. That would blow your mind because I knew you didn't believe it. I was like, I've never done anything like I've said these things many times, but I've never actually created this much content at this committed level ever before. So it was kind of inspiring from just a pure ego accomplishment level. Now I'm like, if I created a piece of content every day, whatever, like I, I know it would, be, it would be hard at times, but I know I can do it. And you know, I can do it. And lots of other people would not even notice. Maybe they would notice a little bit, but most people already, well, maybe that is the uh, kind of it, but this is not like some big new thing. So it's not, it doesn't have that excitement level anymore. There's another part of this, which is what you said before. I think that when you create more content, when you publish more content, let's say it this way, and let's say I post things, let's say I post five things that today or right now in my current state, I would think are kind of dumb, right? Let's say I publish a tweet, a tweet, five tweets. One tweet says, keep on going, no matter how hard it is, it's going to be worth it, right? Saying this even makes me go, this is so dumb. Like, what is this? Right? And then I post something else that's like, never quit. And then I post something else that's like, just keep going, no matter how hard it is or something. And I'm afraid, like, A, I look at it, I'm like, this is dumb. Then I know you look at it, this is dumb. I know Anthony, like, this is also a peer group problem, probably. I know Anthony looks at this and like, this is dumb. Right? There's a bunch of people, Fred, Jason, Cat, like, whatever, like, people that are smart, that are respected, like, this is kind of dumb. Mm -hmm. And, but then there's one of these messages, whatever, never, ever quit, no matter what, that gets a ton of likes, let's say, or maybe just one emotional response. Somebody retweets it is like, this is the what I needed to hear this morning. I was about to do this bad thing and then I did this great thing, right? Now, that either, oh shit, this got 200 likes. How is that possible? Maybe we should do more about quitting. When was the time I quit it? Where like a lot of people seem to care about this. Maybe I should, a lot of people that know me seem to care about this. Maybe I need to talk about this more, think about it more. Or maybe if somebody responds, there's a story that now reminds me of another story. Like, create, like putting yourself out there at this frequency, even if some of these things are quote unquote not great. The one opportunity it gives is that 
you get responses, you get replies, you get engagement conversations, which then stimulate, it's, a, it's all stimulants, right? For maybe more ideas, more stuff versus the less content I create and even more so the less content I put out there, the less I'm inspired and I have new ideas on what else to create and put out there. You know what I mean? But I also think it's a, a part of our discussion is a cop out because I, I, it's not as black and white. It's not an either or situation as hard as I make it out to be right now. I can create better content that never ever quit. Although saying never ever quit could be a good thing to say if I feel it in that moment. Maybe that's more, more the, the, the thing. If I feel like saying just don't quit motherfuckers, then saying that is cool. But if I don't and I, if I think, what should I tweet? I don't have a good idea. Hmm. Let's just tweet something that people will like. Never ever quit. Right? So, so, and it's the same words. I don't, I don't even necessarily want to say that anybody will notice the difference, but I will know the difference. I will know that the one thing I meant that I said, the other thing I didn't mean that I said. Right? Yeah. It's interesting. It's the difference between like a formulaic approach and something yeah. that actually is like real. Right? Yeah. The other thing that I was thinking about uh, the, other, the other day, I think at all times there's a chance of us forgetting that no matter how beautiful your art is or no matter how much fun you want to have with what you do, no matter how much you're, you're, no matter how passionate you are about your art, at some point, if you're really successful with it, it becomes work and work is not going to always feel like play or like fun. You're not always going to feel like it, right? And there, and also, and then at some point you come to a point where you're like, I just want to do something else that would feel like fun, that doesn't feel like work, because the thing that I really was inspired about has become so much like work. Now I want to do something else that doesn't feel like work. But that thing didn't feel like work when you started either, right? And, and I think that you, we could fall into a trap of making those switches and not realizing that we're just that. avoiding to push through that thing we got to push through. Yeah, it, to a certain degree, I want to say it's kind of like part of like being a little bit of a child versus like being a grown up about the situation, right? And being like, well, I don't feel like that. Well, shut the fuck up, you know, do this. You can also do something else, right? You can also play with new ideas, but there's this thing, like let's take the sales angle with all the stuff that we have done, right? And I've, I've done like, I'm not excited to talk about sales necessarily today. It's right. not like the thing that I'm really passionate about. I have a million ideas around selling. I don't want to be known. Like, if you told me when you die, you're going to be known as a sales leader, that terrifies me. <laughs> it truly terrifies me. <laughs> he lies to me, FT. Yeah. Great sales. teacher of sales. sales. <laughs> right? That, would, that terrifies me. But part of that, I recognize at least, is just pure ego and bullshit and being a little child about things. Part of that is not acknowledging and honoring that there's something to be taught about sales. There's something in the world of sales that I have to share and bring to the table that really resonates with a lot of people. And sales is an area that is massive. It's a massively valuable, economically valuable thing for massive amounts of humans on this planet, right? Right. 
So this is a playing field where when I can teach something, A, there's tons of people that want to learn, and B, there's a lot of economic value associated with it. If I turn around and I, let's say, and I discovered, I don't know, some like magical energy dancing that I found interesting, right? It's, it's just an example because it's not, not yet true. But let's say I, I find some interesting thing. Is I would love to see that. Computer <laughs> series sure of magical energy dancing. Well, well uh, I think I might have seen you do this before, but <laughs> <laughs> independently from any of this, like if I go into some kind of really out there niche field that I find fascinating for a moment, me playing in that, maybe, maybe I don't want to diminish that, maybe playing in that field would be incredibly fulfilling for my entire life. Maybe playing that field, I could grow that field, right? I'm not saying that it's not good or not as good. But I think something people sometimes forget is I've seen others go down this route is they become successful in one area that is mass, that has massive economic demand. And then they get bored of that or whatever. They get jaded or cynical about it. So they switch to this new thing, new toy, new area that they find interesting and they pour all their energy into it. And then they get a kick between the kick in the nuts because there's no economic value in it or very, very little because there's no demand, right? Because there's not millions and millions of people who depend on putting food on the table for their families on getting good at this thing, right? So it's not, it doesn't have the same, the same weight in the world. So now you're doing this with the same passion, the same person, this thing, and it, you make zero money, right? And now they get jaded about that. <laughs> they go, they go into it. And so recognizing and realizing and honoring, Hey, there's certain fields. Maybe now it's not brand new anymore. Nothing is. I think this is the, I think this is the hardest thing about everything in life. Eventually, if you have mastered it or if you've been long enough in it, the biggest challenge becomes to find the new in it, to honor, to honor and acknowledge and be grateful and appreciative of your experience, your expertise, your status, your knowledge, whatever it is, versus being just cynical, jaded, bored, and burned out because I've already been doing this for whatever, 10 years, 20, 30, 50 years. I think if you can, like, and this doesn't mean you shouldn't change fields or you shouldn't find a passion in something else if that's what's truly out there. But I think there is a, what is driving you to a new passion or what is driving you away from what used to be your passion or what used to be exciting? I think the reasons why we're making these decisions are, are important and, and they matter. And a lot of times for a lot of people and for myself as well, I feel like the, the reason, like, the Staliefti podcast, right? We're like, this shall not be another to-do item. Let's have fun. Let's play around. Let's do new cool shit. And I want to do that. And there's, you know, there's a, a lot of things I want to explore. There's a lot more than just selling that I want to explore. But I, I also have the suspicion that I, if I wanted to cut ties and be like, never do anything about selling, never do anything about startups, never do anything about these things because I've grown a bit cynical about these things over the years and decades of doing them. That's also a dumb move because I do have a lot of love. There is a love that I have and a passion for sales. It might not be burning hot right now, but there's a reason why I became very good at it. And there's a reason why I was able to teach a few people something about it. And there's a reason why we created so much content. And it's not just, it was not just utilitarian. There was a passion. There was a drive. Startups, entrepreneurship, there's something there that I'm really passionate about. Today, I'm very cynical about the whole startup world. 
I'm cynical about a lot of things that I'm involved with, right? And I want to be mindful of not letting that cynicism push decision-making that's ultimately um, naive, right? Like, yes, let's explore new, new passions. Let's create new stuff. Let's, let's do shit that's really cool and awesome, but let's not, let's not become ungrateful about what we've accomplished. Let's not be ungrateful about the things people really want to know and learn from us about, right? Let's find a balance of new and old, or let's find the new in the old, or let's find the old in the new versus the, this, I'm not saying this was ever our plan, but this, this idea of startup entrepreneur and software CEO stops everything, moves to the Amazon, Amazons and starts, you know, spiritual healing, energy dance and LSD retreat center wants to change the world with this thing, which might be the right thing to do. But like, I find that these extreme movements, maybe this is it, these extreme changes are, are often motivated by the wrong stimulant, the wrong idea. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. I'm, I'm thinking about our common friend who, who just traveled around the, the world for mm. a long while. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and there we are like, at least I am totally like, do this extreme change. Don't yes. go back into your old success, very successful life, right? Yes. Because it made him fucking miserable. Right? Yes. Yeah. And but, he has like a great, like, I believe he has a great gift to, to share with the world if he pursues the other thing. I couldn't agree more with you on everything you said. I totally agree with it. So this is not about never changing your path in life, right? It's not that. Yeah. yeah. It is asking why are you thinking about changing or what do you want to change and how do you want to change it? And, and I think that like, let's take us because we're a very specific example, right? The content that we created, you know, all the con all the content that I've created around selling was not a pure um, job for me, right? It was not like I was going to fucking Deutsche Bank and selling people on insurances or on some bank account. I wasn't just doing something for the money, right? But there was, but it was a fun. B, I would truly believe in everything I said. C, I was passionate about teaching these things to founders that are, to people that really wanted to help. Like if, the, if I had, if you told me, let's give sales workshops every day to what are multi-level marketing firms. And to me, that would be much closer to a history where I'm like, let's cut ties with this. This was never fun. It was never fulfilling. There was never, it was just a good paycheck, right? But fuck that. Let's go now. Energy dance. <laughs> Do something else. I think that that's not true here, right? Uh, and I, I think what's true in our case or in my case is more they have done something for a really long time and now getting into the, into this area that everybody gets. So it doesn't matter if it's a relationship. Doesn't matter if it's a job. Doesn't matter if it's a routine. Whatever it is, if you do something for massively extended periods of time, and if you're in a field for a very long time, eventually it's very hard not, not to have grown old in that field, old in a negative way. Like, you know, you, 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 you have memory now of 10 years of doing this and you're carrying that memory and that's pretty heavy, right? Versus the beginning, you were like super light and excited and curious and interested in everything you were doing. Now you're just like, ah, 
I've done this for 10 years. I know most things. You're cynical about new ideas because you've done new things for the first five years that didn't work. Right? You've done a million things that didn't work. And so now every new thing that is brought to you, you see the what won't work about it more than you see what could work about it. Right. And it's also easier to stay with the things that you already know rather than like trying new things and putting yourself out there. And then because of that, you kind of don't grow really on a level of skills anymore and experiences. You just keep repeating and repeating and repeating because the skill set that you have and the experience that you have is like so rich that you, there's like not that necessity to keep experimenting and adding to your skill set anymore. That's strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're not like, if you're not growing in that way, that's like, like to me, at least that's something that's like a real killer, like a real buff killer. If I feel like, yeah, mm. I've been doing this for so and so many years, but now and three years ago, uh, yeah, kind of still the same thing. That fucking hurts. For me. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Maybe the more, I mean, maybe it's not a, it doesn't have to be compared to something. It's not, shouldn't be comparative, but. When you hit a certain level of expertise and seniority in a field, maybe there is a strong gravitational pull to not, like you've gotten there for a reason. You're now probably, you know, if you're the intern somewhere and you make a mistake, it has different consequences than when you're the CEO of that company, you make a mistake, right? There's a different exposure. There's a different impact. So, you made a, a ton of little mistakes to go from, or you made a ton of mistakes to go from intern to CEO. But once you're CEO, you might be, you're not making mistakes at the same rate anymore. Or maybe you're trying to avoid making mistakes at the same rate, right? Which then obviously heavily limits growth. You're more in maintenance mode than you are in growth mode. You're just more like, let's maintain what we have versus let's grow what we have. I think the, Biggest development for me personally was, so I used to start things, grow them a little bit, and then let them crash, right? Just like lose interest, lose commitment, right? lose passion, and then just let things kind of collapse and then start something else and do that with that thing and then something else and do that with that thing. I think the, a big development for me in maturing was to not let that happen anymore to like, okay, if I've built something, even if I don't feel as passionate, as excited, as interested in it anymore, I'm not letting things collapse. Right? I am committed enough to maintain, but what I, but, but that is not fulfilling, obviously, either over a long period of time. There must be, you must find a way to be committed enough to grow. You must find an angle, must see a way to be committed enough to want to grow versus just committing to maintain. I was not committing to anything before. Right? I was just committed to my excitement. Like if I'm excited, I'm all in. The moment I'm not excited anymore, I'm out. I'm never really committed. I'm just like either excited about things or not. I learned to be committed but uh, that's not fulfilling because I don't want to maintain things, right? I want to grow ultimately. So finding a way, and to me, yeah, finding a way to commit to growth, I think that at this stage seems much harder. Or not, not there seems, 
it's much harder. Like I'm more, much more. I think I'm more admiring of somebody that did something for let's say ten years and then found a way to recommit to that thing so heavily that they not like ten years into it they made a massive growth spurt in that thing. Then somebody that uh, you know was doing something for ten years and then left that behind to start something completely new. I mean, obviously, it's always context. What was that old thing? What were the reasons for change and all that? But what is harder, it's much harder for me, or it feels to me that it's much harder to find, re-find and renew your commitment, your passion, and make something old, quote-unquote, or something you've been doing for a very long time, new again, and massively grow that, than to just start something new. Right? If you showed me a relationship that was going on for 10 years, marriage last five years was kind of like whatever and then they the 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 husband and wife find a way to completely recommit and redesign and re you know think their relationship and they're starting another like five six seven year of incredible relationship like in the first couple of years that's much more (laughs) impressive to me than somebody that was in a 10-year relationship got divorced and found another woman that they are now having a great first three, four years with her. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's all all the beginnings of many beginnings. It's easier to be excited in the beginning. And so finding that also to me, you know, part of why I find this, I think, attractive or why I admire it because it seems more powerful. It seems more, holy shit, this person found it in themselves to make this great, to make this amazing again, versus this person needed to go somewhere where amazing was to find amazing again. You know what I mean? It's like, you didn't yeah, need another yeah, woman yeah, yeah. to have a incredibly, to be like in love again, to be like passionate, have a passionate sex life again. You made that happen. It was the power of your yeah. will, commitment, your creativity, your passion, your hard work that made that you created that like a fucking God versus you had to run away and go find something new. It's a stimulant to experience that again. Right. Yeah. That's fucking to me. That's money. Like that is amazing. And so rare. Like, I don't know. I don't have like a million examples of this uh-huh. in, in many, in many circumstances. There's one famous, uh, one famous, uh, you know, guru in his field that uh you know I, I feel like had this but he had this with the help of a fucking religious cult and that can be a very powerful recommitment to things but you know you're somebody that like for 30 years had a whatever career in field x and then really something snapped like i mean something he went into a cult and that cult convinced him that i don't know he would save the world if he became the biggest uh person in that field and boom all of a sudden like the the level of passion, hard work, and commitment in that field again just skyrockets. I'm able to see that. And although I don't find the reasons behind it great, there's there's something powerful there. Like there's a human being just making a very powerful decision and not needing anything, not needing anything around them in the world to change. Right? Just the 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 old quote of like, I don't want to be the product of my environment. I want my environment to pro- be the product of me. Right? Being somebody that creates by the mere fact of who you are, you create the environment at all times around you you want versus being the type of person that's like, oh, you know, I could be more passionate if I did something that's more fun. 
And so I need to go to find what, where is fun that I can go to to also have fun. Versus somebody that's like, I am fun. So everywhere I am, fun is happening. I'm making fun out of everything, right? I'm turning everything into a fun experience for people and for myself. Like that difference is so powerful and beautiful. And that's why that's, that's what's appealing to me. But as a, a mere human, it, many times I'm like, yeah, but it would be easier to go <laughs> to go over here where, where right. I see people having fun and just see if I catch some of that. Right. So it's yeah. like, such a... Yeah, it's, like the, it's like the mastering the most difficult thing there is. Right. Yeah, yourself. Mastering oneself, that is the most difficult thing there is. 